This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time to talk some blues hockey. Welcome to the Blues NHL podcast, hosted by former Blues defenseman Jamie Rivers and former Blues enforcer Darren Kimball. And we got a problem in front of the hog bench. Kimball pulling at Ronick. Here's Kimball swinging at Ronick wildly, and the linesman trying to get in between them. Federico stolen from Reinhardt, breaking in to Hunter. Hunter shooting, rebound. Jada Hall looking for 500. He shoots. He scores. Brad Hall, number 500. Oh, unbelievable oh, oh, save by Jake Allen. Tarasenko in the clear. He scores. And now here's your off-ice official, Jim Cromer. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Thursday morning edition of your Blues NHL podcast. I'm your off-ice official, Jim Cromer. I'd like to welcome you into the uh, into the show today as we prepare for uh, a big hockey game for our St. Louis Blues tonight over at Scott Trade as the Colorado Avalanche come to town. I um, want to invite in our, our partners and, and thank our good friend Randy and Stephanie Green. Um, you know, I, I can't say enough about their support of the show. Randy's a tremendous human being, uh, 35 years experience, second generation craftsman, fully licensed, bonded, insured. Make sure you check out the innovativecompanies.com, the construction team, heating and cooling team, and of course their electric team all under one umbrella. Now, a man of his word, make sure you give him an opportunity for your business today. Um, excited about the show today. Going to have some uh, neat stuff for you. We're going to have uh, everybody's friend Angela Sharp back today. Going to hear from her as uh She's been jet-setting a little bit with the Blues being on the road, and I know um, I, I had some people ask me. they seen her down at spring training, and they're like, what in the world's going on here? And I said, hey, this girl's busy. So uh, she likes to get the fans going in different sports and different types of entertainment venues. So uh, I'll be chatting with her to see uh, what she expects from a Blues crowd tonight as uh, they've kind of – you know, they've kind of played well enough lately to get themselves back in the conversation of at least fighting for a wild card spot. We're going to need some help. They put themselves in that position where we definitely need some help. But I can tell you right now, um, with a couple of games in hand, uh, I can promise you that uh, <laughs> a victory over Colorado tonight would go a long, long way as uh, you know, a game like this is really a four-point swing for them for sure. So, um, you know, again – I, I feel like if they can get the win tonight against Colorado, we've got uh, the Rangers coming to town who, you know, while they are admittedly making changes there, they're still a team to be dealt with. So hopefully we can all um, we can all uh, support the team here as they go into this, I guess, final push, if you will, as we get down to it here. Uh, like I said, we're going to need some help. We've put ourselves in that situation. But, again, I can't help but think um, – you know, a win tonight would go a long way, especially from a confidence standpoint. Uh, you know, these teams are all within striking distance. If we can get a little bit of a, a little bit of that help, I think we can uh, definitely do it. Again, um, excited today. Going to hear from uh, Dennis Minner, of course, with his uh, live from Minner Arena segment, and uh, everybody's good friend Bradley with his St. Louis Game Time Report. 
But as far as today goes, uh, like I said, we, we typically have, uh, have some of the best uh, in the business in here. Uh, my two friends from McKendree University, Tommy Brown, uh, Coach Henson, out uh, doing what they do in the offseason. they got to do a little bit of recruiting. So flying solo today, and again, I'll be uh, welcoming in our guest. Uh, with that being said, I think it's time now to welcome in everybody's favorite and the one that's awesome at being awesome, uh, the one, the only, Angela Sharp. What do you say there, Angela? Hey, what's going on? I got to tell you, you I always talk about how busy you are and how involved you are in, in, in so many things. I get a text the other day from a friend of mine who is in Florida watching a minor <laughs> league baseball game, and he says, hey, what the heck's going on with Angela Sharp? And I said, uh, did I miss something? I mean, I you know, the last I talked to her, she was... Heading to Nashville. And he says, well, she's in Florida doing some Tampa Bay Devil Ray stuff. And I'm like, well, that's, she's a busy gal. That's, that's true. I, was, I went from Nashville to Tampa back to St. Louis. <laughs> and they're no longer the Devil Rays. They're just the Rays. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I, I, I apologize. <laughs> so I mean, You know what? I, I like being very busy. I love sports. So, you know, let's try to do as many of those sports as we possibly can well and like i explained to them you know when the blues are on the road you uh you let your yeah. wings spread a little bit and they were on the road it seemed like for i mean i can't remember it feels like it's been forever but uh but it really does it feels like it's been months since i've been in the scott trade center hanging out with fans so i'm pretty excited for tonight i asked jamie and darren on the last i'm like how many five-day breaks are we going to get here for pete's sakes but um you know, it's crunch time now, and you're going to earn your money here uh, down the stretch as our Blues have some work to do. They're going to need every ounce of fandom out of the crowds for sure. Um, but, you know, it's not impossible. I'm looking at the, the standings. You know, we are currently out, but um, right. we have some games in hand. The point totals are there for us to take. But there's no doubt tonight's game is big. Um, Tonight's game is big, but, you know, typically the Blues do rather well against the Avalanche, so hopefully that goes on our, our way. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, okay, if we can get the win tonight, that puts us a point behind the Avalanche who are in uh, right now. It would still have us behind Anaheim. Calgary obviously has a point more than us. But both those teams, and including the Dallas Stars, who are actually four points out of us, they all have two games in hand except for Colorado. So, you know, the Blues actually can control their own destiny. But it starts with a game tonight, of course. Um, and again, Absolutely. And, I mean, you know, we've, we've talked about it time and time again, especially when the team was super hot in the beginning of the year. You really want them to get hot really towards the end of the year and in through the playoffs. So if we can pick up enough momentum to get in, who knows what our future could hold. Yeah, I mean, I would like to uh, – I'd like to uh, – I'd like to believe that we can do this. You know, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know the reasoning why I feel that way. To be completely honest with you, I am encouraged by the play of Jake Allen lately, and we've seen this before, right? I mean, I, I hate to say this is the broken record because part of the broken record's not good when he's obviously had his struggles the last couple right. of years. But then we see him get into a a place, and you know, Darren talks about it all the time. You know, you get into a place where the guy can carry you through a series. Um, can he carry us through this, you know, this, uh, 
what is it? I guess it'd be a 13-game series for the rest of the year. Can he do that? Um, maybe. You know, uh, why not? And I, again, it starts with tonight. I mean, you got to, you know, you hate the cliche terms, the one game at a time, but it is true here. I mean, you, they can look no further than tonight because it's. No, they can't. They can't be looking too far ahead. I mean, you really do have to play for tonight, tonight, and, and get that win, hopefully, and then and then move on and play the next one. And I think that this team can do it. I mean, I know that you said you don't, you're not really sure why, but we've, we've seen this team play really, really well. I mean, that's happened way early in the season, and that happened just recently. I mean, seven goals isn't uh, anything to, like, snark at. So, I mean, this team can do it. So hopefully all the fans show up tonight and we can actually – you know, give the team enough encouragement to push us through on, and and then we can just keep worrying about you know, like you said, one game at a time. Yeah. Any anything standing out to you? Um, you know, I Barbashev has played well. I you know, I mean, again, here's a guy that you know, um, I think people had high hopes for this year, and he you know, and I think early on in the year, I think people were a little surprised at his non-involvement with the group at the beginning. I think Jamie had alluded to maybe he had come to camp a little um, un- not prepared, maybe, was the was the word he, he used. And, you know, happens to young guys who, who maybe think, hey, this is, this is how, you know, I got this thing, this is how it goes. Um, for, but for that matter, I, it's, it's now. And he see- – Seems to be playing really, he's, really well. I, I, I'm. He's playing really, really well, and you know he was my guest. Uh, we had our last uh, footlight after party, the last game that I worked. So not the last home game, but the last one that I worked. And he was there, and I mean he was he was wonderfully pleasant. He was great with all the fans. Um, there was a little boy there that you know wanted his autograph, and he had him come around the other side of the table, so he got kind of more get on his level and talk to him. So I mean I think he's figured it out. Yeah, I. You know, I would love, love, love to have, uh, love to have him play to his potential, especially down the stretch. Um, you know, obviously with the trade of Paul Stasny, there was there was opportunity there. Uh, whenever you get guys playing really well in a top six forward role or in a bottom six forward role, doesn't matter to me where they're at. You know what I mean? I mean, we've seen some line changes and some things change up here to where certain guys are playing with certain guys right now, and they seem to be playing better hockey. V- Vladimir Saboka has been the been the uh, the the butt end of some some criticism here, and the reality of it is he's played better lately. I felt, um, you know, again, you know, you hate to pin this on any one person, and maybe their struggles throughout the course of the year, but you know, they seem to be coming together at the right time for whatever reason. Uh, you know, Braden Shen was an absolute godsend for us as a hockey team. He continues to lead this team. Jaden Schwartz. You know, obviously coming back from the injury, uh, you know, knowing what he brings to the table with this team, but seeing that line back together again has Blues fans really excited. Uh, I think Coach Yo, if he's taken any criticism, has taken a little bit of criticism for taking so long to get that group back together. Uh, I understand that a coach has got to do what he's got to do to try to eat balance out lines and try to find scoring, but were you a little surprised it's taken him this long to kind of get the band back together, so to speak? I mean, you know, I, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I am first and foremost a fan of hockey and a fan of blues hockey in particular. So, yes, as a fan, you're like, oh, what, what are you doing? What are you Well, come on. Like, put those guys back together. But, you know, we all know that there's a lot more that goes into being a coach than what we get to see as a fan. So I'm sure there was 
a reason for it. I just, I'm glad it's back together now. <laughs> yeah, and again, it, you know, that's the type of line that we've seen, especially this year. You know, they can go through a stretch where they could put up a tremendous amount of points, and if they could do that here, um, it would go a long way. You know, in my heart, though, I still believe that this whole thing, um, you know, we're going to go where Jake takes us, in my opinion. If he plays as good a hockey as he's played lately, last couple of games, um, I think it breeds a confident hockey team. I think people talk a little bit about all oh, the team plays in front of this guy, they don't play in front of this guy. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say yes, no, maybe. It's it's really irrelevant what I think. I think it is a reality, though, that when, I, you know, when anybody, and I don't care if it's your goal, especially your goalie, though, but if anybody on the team is playing at that level, if anybody's playing at a championship level, it's obviously going to boost the morale and the confidence around you. Now, again, we're talking about the goaltender. And I would have to imagine it'd be human nature that if you're a if you're a player and the goaltender is playing tremendous, you feel like you're in every game regardless of the situation. So that would have to lead to a confident hockey team. Well, I mean, I see that, but you know, I always hate that if the goaltender's playing well, then we're gonna. I hate putting it on that one guy. I mean, the puck has to get by a lot of other people before he even gets to him. No, oh, sure. So I'm always one of those people who's always pro like always defending the goaltender, but I would agree that if he's playing out of his mind and, you know, he's making these uh, incredible saves, then, yeah, you as a player know that, hey, we're in this, let's do it. But, I mean, we all know, and what's been our struggles a little bit earlier in the season there is we need to score goals. I mean, you can't you can't win a 0-0 game. So we, we have to have the offense to, in order to back that up. But I'm just one of those people who always wants to, like, kind of defend the goalkeep because, I mean – there's a lot of people. It's got to go through a lot of people there. I mean, and plus, when he makes one mistake, you know, the, the thing sounds and lights go off. I mean, you don't need all that pressure in your life. So, always pro defending a goalie. Angela, you're dangerously sounding like soccer mom whose daughter plays goal or son <laughs> plays goal. Or I'm beginning to think maybe that was what you played as a youngster in your maybe your soccer days. Maybe no, you were a goalie. Uh, I wasn't very good in soccer, but I was a forward, <laughs> and that's not it. I, I, I'll tell you what it is. It's uh, both my uncles, who are a little bit older, um, a lot older, actually. They they both played hockey, so it's one of those things. I think, you know, you watch that time after time, and you're like, well, but, but defend him. So, yeah, I guess I do a little bit sound like a soccer mom. Hey, you do what you got to do. You do you. I always say that. Um, <laughs> so let me ask you this. Um you know, nobody has a pulse of Blues fan like you do, especially, you know, inside the Scott trade. Are you anticipating a pretty intense crowd tonight? I mean, like, you know, let's face it, it's been a roller coaster, right? But, you know, the Blues have really given themselves a chance here. And, you know, as we get into the stretch, what are you anticipating from fans? Do you think fans are still like, eh, I don't know. I mean, they've, you know, man, we started off so well, and now here we are fighting for a wild card. Or do you think the Blues have perked up enough that fans are now like, hey, let's do this? I think you're you're talking about two different, very different types of fans. I mean, the Blues are very blessed with a really great group of diehard fans who are going to be there and support this team either way. All right? So you're you're with that that other group of people that you're talking about where you're like, oh, I'm not sure yet. Those are more of your casual sports. There's nothing else to do in St. Louis fan. That's like, I don't know if I want to go or not. I think we're going to get a great turnout tonight with a lot of fans. I mean, 
it has been a long time since we had a game inside the Scott Trade Center. Um, I didn't work that one, but what was that, like the 27th, 28th of February or whatever, I went to that game. And, you know, there was a great group of people there for that game too. So, I mean, I think we're going to have a great group of fans coming out. They've missed seeing hockey live action. I'm sure they've watched their children or you know, whatever high school, that the high school championship cup that we just had, maybe they've watched that. But to see the Blues back in action at the Scott Trade Center, I think we're going to have a lot of fans there to support the team. Now, like I've mentioned before on the show, um, if the team is not playing exactly where the fans want them, I think the fans are going to let them know. And like I told you the first time it happened, and now I've heard it twice, but there's been a couple times now this season where you've heard some audible boos from the fans, which is rather unheard of from, from my point of view. Like, you know, you always hear grumblings, but all together now, people kind of doing that, which was kind of weird. So I, I think the fans are going to let the team know what they feel if if they're playing up to where we know they can play or, or not so much. But I'm expecting a lot of crazy, awesome fans this evening and hopefully again on Saturday. Well, again, I, I'm with you. I, I would love to uh... – I would love, love, love to see this team make a push. Uh, it's such a big I mean, deal for like the ownership said, like group. If we do it now, if we do it now, push, get in. Like, who knows what could happen once you're in? I mean, you don't have to be the number one seed when you're in in order in order to do well in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So, you know, like I mean, it's horribly cliche, but let's get through this game and hopefully they can get a, a win and they can get through the playoffs. No, I'm with you. I, I would I would say that uh, you know there's no doubt. I think they can do it. Yeah, I don't know. They can. I I don't I don't think there's any anybody that doesn't think that this team can't do it. But again, rightfully so. And you know you can you can look at it any way you want. It's been a bit of a roller coaster. It has. So it has, it's definitely been a roller coaster. And I think the fans uh, definitely on social media and even in the Scott Trade Center. <laughs> Have have let you know what they're thinking when they're thinking it, which I think is it makes it even more noticeable of a roller coaster for the people riding it. Yeah, and and I'm with you. You know, I, like I said, I um, I don't think you know, I I, I don't think that the Blues would tell you that they're happy. I mean, I you know, they're not going to sit here and tell you how happy they are that they are sitting where they're sitting currently. There's no doubt about that. Well, You're not no. going to convince me that. But I will say this. You know, anytime you feel like you can control your own destiny a little bit, it's got to give you a little bit of, uh, of comfort knowing that you can go out and play to your potential. Again, now that being said, I'm not quite sure that this is 100% where they want to be. But, again, with the two games in hand, Colorado right here in front of them, you know, a New York Ranger team coming to town Saturday night. You, even though they're not in the playoffs, you can't underestimate them. I mean, they, you know, they came back and beat the the, the Pittsburgh last night. I, again, I, I just feel like it's there for them if they play as you know, if they can get some really good goaltending. And again, I know you hate that, <laughs> but I really, really feel like we're we're getting there, and we might be able to do something here. So we'll see what happens. I guess. Yeah, I mean, and hopefully we got you know a great turnout, and we can support this team and. You know, make it a fun one. There are only what seven regular season home games left, um, and on the schedule. So, which is good for if them. If you're a fan out there, yeah, yeah, come on out. I mean, I think it's going to be great also for the team to be back in the Scott Trade Center. You know, back to their routine. You know, their 
they're back at home, back in their own bed, kind of, you know, back to their normal sense of life and, you know, familiarity with the Scott trade and with what they're doing. So I think that's going to, you know, help too. I think, I think tonight is going to be a good night. Well, that, isn't that a Black Eyed Peas song? You got your Fergie uh, going, don't you? I think it is. I, am I, I don't know. I'm too country to know all that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not too, yeah, but you were, you're, you were cool before country was cool, though. So tell that's our listeners. Right. That's right. Tell our <laughs> listeners where they can follow you at, Angela. Oh, you can follow me on all social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's just my name, um, Angela Sharp. Angela has two L's. Sharp has an E at the end of it. And Blues fans, don't forget, next Wednesday, the 21st, is um, Pink at the Rink Night. So bringing awareness to breast, breast cancer awareness. So if you want in on that, make sure you know you wear your pink on Wednesday. Yeah, I know you're you're really into that, and you do such a great job. I mean, we've been you know sharing some of your stuff on, on Twitter and that because I know how important that is to you. So uh, appreciate all you do there especially and everything you do uh, for the fans. But thank you so much, Angela. We love having you a part of the show when you can be here, when you're not jet-setting all over the country. I love being a part of the show. Hey, guys, let's go Blues. That is the one, the only, and the very talented Angela Sharp. And, again, uh, you know you're you're something when I get a text message from a guy attending a spring training game in Florida and says, hey, what's Angela Sharp doing here? So, like I said, we have to start that where in the world is Angela Sharp. So, again, special thanks to, to Angela and all she does for Blues NHL Podcast and, of course, everything she does for Blues fans down at Scott Trade Center. And I'm not quite sure where else you can uh, you can tune in and go from the, the lovely and talented Angela Sharp to the lovely and talented Jamie Rivers. And, uh, you know, he is a uh, he's a tremendous human being, and we appreciate him so much for joining us. Let's welcome him in now. What's going on, Jamie? Hey, buddy. How you doing? You've never been called lovely and talented before, I'll bet you. I've never been called tremendous either, so I'll take all of that. Well, hey, you know, uh, hey, you know, Blues have put themselves back in this thing, so it's it's a feel good moment around here, and I think Blues fans are tuning in today, hoping that you can make them believers that this thing can get done. Um, you and I were talking a little bit off air, taking a look at the schedule, and talking about the reality that they're faced with here. Obviously, uh, Angela and I were just talking. I'm not quite sure they'd be like, "Oh yeah, we're right where we want to be." That, but they do have some games in hand here. They do feel a little bit like they can control their destiny, but it starts, no doubt, with a win tonight against Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if the games uh, at this point in the season can be bigger than what the Blues have in front of them for tonight. Uh, tied in games played, um, two points or three points behind Colorado. This is huge. I mean, this is a chance where we talk about those four-point games. Well, this is a chance for them to, you know, reel them in, end up being a point behind, and, you know, they will have burned a game, so to say. So, yeah, this is a huge game. It's got – never mind playoff implications. It should be playoff-style hockey out there tonight. Um, you know, I, I think that we have to uh, realize that yeah, the Blues control their own destiny for sure, and they're sitting in an okay spot. But realistically, like they, in my opinion, they're going to have to win almost every single game from here to the end of the season in order to get themselves in the playoffs. I'm just looking at the other teams that are involved, and uh, it's great to to have control of our own destiny, so to say. But 
man, there's a lot of work ahead of us. Yeah, I'm looking at um, you know I'm looking at the teams that are ahead of us and and what they're going to deal with. We need some help. There's no doubt. Um, but again, you know, obviously you can't look past any. You, well, you probably should never look past anybody. But um, a win tonight, I think, would go a long way. Um, you know, you never know what would happen. The Blues realistically kind of put themselves in this by a, by a long stretch of of just let's face it, just not very good play. It caused some changes on, on the uh, on the roster. But the changes on the roster have been a little bit interesting as the team has started to turn it around. And we're only talking about, let's face it, a couple of games here. Um, the first piece, without question, and again, you could be, could not be the injury factor with uh, with Carter Hutton, but Jake Allen's played really well last few games. Um, you know, if your goaltender is going to play really, really well, and we've seen this from Jake before, the good and the bad, you know, where he goes through the stretches, where the, he's just mentally not there. But the reality of it is, uh, if he's going to play really well in front of him, the confidence on the team has got to skyrocket a little bit, I would assume. Yeah, it's certainly uh, it's a lot easier to play a more aggressive style. It's a lot easier to activate the defenseman like we've talked about before. Every position is, a, is affected by uh, the others on the ice. And all I mean by that is the forwards get affected by the D because either they're not getting the pucks that they should or, you know, the, the passes aren't there. The D are affected by the forwards if they don't back check or get open. And the goalies can be affected by everybody. And then vice versa, the goalies can affect everybody on the ice to either increase their level of aggressiveness or decrease it because things aren't going well. So it's really, it, it, it really has never been more of a team game than it is now. And certainly for the Blues, with with Jake Allen looking like he's battling back and looking like he uh, kind of might be the Jake uh, of last year, uh, you know this is an opportunity for them to put a string of games together. And you know what? Uh, if Jake continues like this, they'll find themselves right in the mix at the end. Uh, a couple other guys have really stepped up their game lately. What do you think of uh, Ivan Barbashev's game these days? Well, Barbashev finally looks like a player to me that is comfortable uh, playing here. It looks a lot like he did last year at this time of the year. Uh, in fact, he might even look a little better than he did this time of the year last year. But, you know, he, he's had some, I guess we'll call them growing pains or learning experiences to where, you know, he had to completely start over because of his dedication to the game. And now he's one year later in a spot to where we're like, wow, this guy's playing pretty good. So it's great. I'm happy because we need him. We need that effort. We we all we were wondering how are we going to replace Paul Stasny? And replace I use that term loosely because nobody really plays the exact same way as Paul did. Um but Barbashev we knew would get some minutes down the middle and other people too and it seems like our centermen have done a really good job of picking up the slack and of adding in pieces to their game that maybe wasn't there before. So it's nice to see that, knowing that we lost one of our top centermen. You know, up and down the lineup, we've seen a couple of guys turn their game around a little bit. Um, You know, we've gotten some really good play. I I mean, you've mentioned his name on more than one occasion, but Kyle Brodziak, um, can you – I mean, can you even under, like, value a a guy like that's – value to a team, especially this time of year and in this situation? 
Well, there's, you know, Kyle Brodziak, I think he just continues to do more and more or take on more responsibility. And I think every time it happens, people are like, well, I wonder if he can handle it. And then he goes in and plays well. And the number one thing that Kyle Brodziak has is that he's got great work ethic. And every time he practices, every time he plays, anything he does, he gives it everything he's got. If he plays four minutes a game or 14 minutes a game, you're getting the same Kyle Brodziak. And that's important. It's so important in today's game. I mean, consistency is huge and effort is huge. So this guy, you know, he's been able to play up in the lineup at times and give him some good shifts. He's been able to go back and play down in the lineup and give good shifts, always out there on the penalty kill, has turned into a bit of the go-to guy on face-offs with the, you know, with the trading of Paul Stasny. So, uh, you know, I think this, uh, I think Kyle Brodziak's a guy that it really comes to mind as someone who has been able to take advantage of the injuries and probably expand his resume as to what he can do in the National Hockey League. And uh, I think everybody should take notice. And certainly, in my opinion, he's a guy the Blues should want us to retain at the end of the season. Um, you know, sometimes with change comes good things. Sometimes with change comes bad things. Uh, even though the Blues have resurged a little bit lately, Mike Yo's taken a little bit of criticism for taking so long to get the band back together, so to speak, with uh, the Shen, Schwartz, and Tarasenko line. Um, you know, he has his reasons. Uh, he sees them in practice every day. He sees the efforts in the games. He watches the tape. Uh, a coach is always, I guess for lack of a better description, is always taxed with trying to balance out the lines and things like that. Uh, I've heard you guys mention in here a couple of times that it's probably something you would have went back to a little soon, a little bit sooner. You know, I know fans are a little confused by it. What, you know, what can you add to that that maybe make fans understand maybe the reasoning why it was not such a slam dunk to get that line back together? Well, I think that they they had some performances early on when they tried to put them back together when Schwartzy came back, and it, it wasn't fantastic. Um, you know, whether that would be some some rust as a line playing together or not, they they weren't great. And then, you know, there was some experimentation of moving some pieces around in the lineup. They had some moderate success at times, some ups and downs, just kind of like their wins and losses uh, were the same way. And so for a coach, it's tough because you still have a lot of hockey left at, at that point, and you're looking at it going, wow, do I just gut it out and try to ride – one line all the way through, or do I try to create some balance throughout the lineup and, you know, spread out the offense a little bit so that we're not always just all in on one line. And I think he took his chances. We saw a number of guys roll through that wing on the Schwartz and Shan line. And I, I think that finally it kind of came to a head to where, you know, we had analytics coming into it where we talked about Yashkin having so many opportunities and zone time. And I think it finally got to a point where Mike Yo was like, you know what? This is getting ridiculous. We need offense. And I guess we're going to live or die with our best line. So let's put them together and see what they can do. And now they've got out, they played pretty well. Okay. Well, I'm not going to say great because 
you know, they had the one game where they had a little bit of an outburst and the game was already I think three or four nothing before they scored a goal. But I guess what I'm looking at overall is that the other teams are, have to be so focused on them. And especially home games like tonight where Colorado's going to have to really mix and match players. And I mean, the line matching that they're going to have to try and do by getting guys on and off the ice because they don't have last change, it can be disruptive. And sometimes that's a victory within itself where you keep that team so disrupted all night trying to match lines against your top guys that, you know, they never seem to find a rhythm and it hurts them. So I just think that's the point of the season. We don't have a lot of hockey left. Uh, I think Mike Yost just decided that's it. We're going to go all in with these guys and uh, they'll either bring us into the playoffs or they won't bottom line. Um, you know, obviously, like I said, I you know we're not gonna, we're, you know we're not we're not planning parades here, but they seem to have played better lately. Um, Blues fans, at one time or another, have called a little bit for you know a couple of the youngsters. Do you see that happening at all here, or do you think this is this is the unit? Uh, live and die with the guys you have right now, and and the youngsters are going to stay right where they're at for the remainder of the season. Well, are we talking about the youngsters currently in the lineup, or are we talking about the youngsters the young, that are the in youngst- other places? The youngsters in other places. Yeah, we're not going to see those guys. I mean, uh, the NHL, the way it's set up with their, what, three recalls after the deadline and all that, it makes it almost impossible to bring guys up on an experimental basis. You know, if you're going to do that, you have to be – really committed to it or it's an emergency basis which only gives them like a one game two game window um but yeah i I think it's too too late in the season to really bring up some experimental player meaning that we're going to give him a chance and see and if it's good great if it's not oh well you know I, i think at this point the blues are focusing on next season getting these young guys all the ice time they can in the minors and hopefully their teams make it to the playoffs. Uh, if not, hopefully the Blues make it to the playoffs, and at that case, they'll bring them up is uh, in a role of the Black Aces, like we've talked about before, where they'll get to live the NHL life, be a part of the meetings, be a part of everything, be a part of some practices, and get to know what's expected of them uh, while the Blues are on a playoff run. And sometimes that's a, a really good experience for these guys because they get ready and they know and they're less intimidated come training camp the next year. You know, um, for the ownership group, the playoffs are a big deal. We all know that, um, you know, as far as revenue is concerned. The organization's worked really hard to get themselves into a positive cash flow situation. Um, You know, they've got bigger plans, though. I mean, I you know, they, they did what they had to do to build a solid foundation. I don't know that you can underestimate this ownership group. And, the, and, and what they've given to Doug Armstrong to say, listen, in the end, what's our ultimate goal? And that is to win. And you see him trade a guy like Stasny who, you know, regardless of what anybody thought, and, and we went round and round about him in here, the reality of it is, you know, he was a top six player. And, um, you know, if you were going to make a playoff push, you certainly wouldn't have thought about trading those guys without getting players in return especially. So, you know, for the blues or for the blues ownership group to do that, and then for the guys to respond a little bit and play better, um, it's got to make you, 
you know, realize these guys at least have some fight in it. I, I'm going to stand by what I said earlier. I, you know, the, the Jake Allen thing to me is a big deal. I mean, if he plays really, really well, you know, you, you don't know what will happen here. I mean, they've got some proud guys in the lineup. I just, you know, if we can get some consistent play from Jake, uh, you know, who knows what will happen. Yeah, certainly. You know, <clears throat> we, we want to take a step back here, and I want to revisit what you talked about with the ownership is – they're a cap team and whether they're, you know, small market or, you know, maybe the pockets aren't as deep as some of the other owners in the league and this, that, and the other, that's fine. However, we're a cap team, which means that our current ownership group have made the decision, no matter what, that they're going to put a team on the ice that they believe can compete for the Stanley cup. And they've put it in Doug Armstrong's hands and Mike Yo's hands to deliver a team based upon how much money they're spending. And so in that respect, ownership group has never been more committed to winning hockey games and winning a championship in St. Louis. Not, not for a long time. I shouldn't say never, but not for a long time has an ownership group been that committed to, to just, give out the money and say, go for it. Uh, so now the pressure is on Doug Armstrong to put a team together that can win a championship. And it's for Mike Yo to take that team and coach that team to a championship. So a lot of pressure for those two guys. Uh, but yeah, ownership has been fantastic. Uh, now talking about Jake Allen. Yeah, it is going to depend on Jake because we've seen that Jake single-handedly can win hockey games and win playoff series last year. I mean, nobody, I I certainly can't think of anybody off the top of my head, played better than Jake down the stretch and in the first round of the playoffs. Even when the second round, Jake didn't play poorly at all. So if that happens again to where Jake can get himself in the zone, we'll call it, uh, this is a guy that can win hockey games all by himself. So if the Blues can pull their act together, and Jake goes back to what Jake can do, then I'm telling you what, man, I wouldn't count the Blues out. You know, it it takes contributions from unlikely sources sometimes. Um, I mean, have you seen anything ever like Robert Bortuzzo saying, hey, just uh, just get it to me and I'll, and I'll do the rest? I mean, this is insane almost to some degree. Well, you know, it's it's that whole confidence factor and I don't mean just like himself but Robert Bertuzzo can't do that if he's not confident the forwards can get him the puck Robert Bertuzzo can't do that if he's not confident that Jake Allen will be making the saves Robert Bertuzzo can't do that if he's not confident that a forward is backing him up in some capacity so that goes back to, like I said, the five guys on the ice playing all together make things happen. And right now, that's making it available for Robert Bertuzzo is to jump on the play and score goals and be that guy. So I think it's awesome. It's nice to see that he has that ability. But once again, it's a credit to all five guys on the ice doing their job properly. It allows any player, and in this case, Robert Bertuzzo, to jump up and do something maybe out of character that maybe hasn't been there before. Yeah, you know, again, I, you know, seeing guys like that contribute and, 
you know, it's just it, it's fun. There's no doubt about it. It's fun to watch uh, watch the Blues. You know, win. You know, let's face it, winning is better than losing, right? So. Uh, we'll see what happens. I, th- you know, I think it starts tonight. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, we could use the we could use the uh, use the win tonight. You know, we need help. Um, we're gonna need uh, we're gonna need you know a couple of these teams to to lose. You know, the Avalanche play us, and then you know they entertain Nashville. And let's face it, you know this Nashville Predator team, boy, they look good. Yeah, I mean, uh, God, to, to watch Nashville and even Winnipeg. Over the last little while, uh, those teams look like they are pretty primed and ready for the playoffs coming up. Uh, you know, Nashville's added pieces to the puzzle. They've, God, they've even gone into the retirement home and, and brought back Mike Fisher to to help them out, which is going to be a boost because he's such a leader and a gritty guy and you know, all the above. So I think Nashville's going all in this year. This to me, bringing a guy out of retirement, making some of the trades they've made, make, you know, whatever, to me, this is a team that has gone all in. And it's going to be interesting to see, you know, who lays in their path as they try to get to the Stanley Cup final and how those matchups work. But, uh, yeah, it's not going to be easy. You know, Winnipeg's playing well, but, yeah, Nashville to me is the one team that – is pulling ahead of the group based upon you know what they've been able to do with their their current team and then certainly with the pieces they've added. Um, that's a team that I think the whole NHL has to look out for right now. Well, we're going to see uh, see how we roll here uh, coming through these next few games. Like I said, I think um, you know I think the Blues uh, are you know we're going to know more by Monday. You know we've got three games between now and Monday um, again. Colorado, huge tilt tonight. Um, you'd like to believe that you can handle your business Saturday when the Rangers come to town. You can't overlook them. I don't care if they're in the playoffs or not. They're a talented hockey team. If you watched the game last night against Pittsburgh, they obviously still have fight in them. And then uh, Sunday night, um, you know, in, in what will be a you know a spirited affair. And again, I don't care if the Blackhawks are in and out of the play. You can guarantee they're not going to try to do us any favors when we head into Chicago. So. Uh, that one game in hand, we should get back over the weekend. Is not going to be a, an easy tilt. Yeah, no. This is, uh, you know, this is the new NHL here, where every team is good. Um, even the teams that right now are at the bottom of the conferences. I mean, those teams are still winning hockey games. I think someone brought up a stat the other day about the Arizona Coyotes that they're like something like twelve and three in their last fifteen games. <laughs> and you're like, okay, wait a minute. I thought that's supposed to be a guaranteed win, you know? And well, apparently not. So, um, you know, having these games come in, the Rangers have a lot of fight. Like you said, their game last night against Pittsburgh, and they were they they showed emotion as well, intensity. So, that's a team that's not going to be easy to play against. Uh, and certainly, Chicago Blackhawks. Let's be honest, that core group of players, they may not be playing the best hockey ever. They may not have had the best season ever, but they still have it in them to play the game at a pretty high level. And when you bring in the blues at that point, it's amazing what that does. Sometimes you can uh, trap lightning in a bottle again for an evening and play one hell of a game uh, just because it's a big rivalry game. So yeah, look, we talked about earlier. We will talk about it for the rest of the season. Not one game is going to be easy, so the Blues have to be dialed in, ready to go, and 
willing to sacrifice and do whatever they can to win hockey games. Well, we're going to find out. Um, again, like I said, by the time we all get back together in studio on Monday, um, I think we're going to, you know, I, you know, to your point, well, you'd sure feel good if we showed up here Monday with six points um, out of a possible six. I, you know, it, it definitely would make the the uh, the process seem doable. <laughs> you know, again, we're at the point now where I'm not quite sure four out of six will be enough. Um, but you know, they put themselves in this situation happens all the time let's just see how it goes and obviously like i said we'll do some scoreboard watching we're going to need some help um jamie we appreciate you coming on as always your you know your segments are always brought to you by two of the most uh um you know uh thought-provoking uh interesting people involved in the in the in the hockey community here as far as amateur hockey goes in st louis i want everybody to check out nelsonlandservices.com if you're interested at all in any landscaping work these guys do tremendous, tremendous work. Five-star locally rated company. You've seen their work down at the Ozarks with some of those beautiful homes. Let me tell you, they've just asked us to help get their name out here in St. Louis. So check them out at nelsonlandservices.com. Uh, but Synergy Hockey Skills, uh, we were talking in the office this morning. Somebody was, was bringing it up to me. The stuff you've done with hockey in St. Louis is nothing short of amazing. And you know, you've really turned it into a, local, uh, a hotbed full of local talent that is now being seen on a national stage. Uh, got a lot of listeners out there whose kids play hockey. The summertime's here. The off season's really where you get better. Tell our listeners just a quick uh, little bit about Synergy Hockey Skills and where they can learn more, and then I'll let you get out of here. Yeah, uh, certainly we're looking at uh, skill development with Synergy Hockey Skills uh, from all ages and all levels. We have uh, summer camps that are coming up from the first week of June until the second week of August. Best way to do it is to get online. Go to SynergyHockeySkills.com. Scroll over to Summer Camps. You'll have locations there all over St. Louis to pick from. Uh, pick a location that uh, works for you and go from there and try to get uh, your hockey player signed up as soon as possible. We are selling out um, of some of these camps. We're creating waiting lists for that. Uh, but... It would be uh, in your best interest to get on there, sign up, and make sure that you're out there this summer and have some fun while you're getting better. Yeah, um, you know, you've th- there's a lot of lot of names turning into household names around people's uh, people's homes that are that are hockey fans. You know, not necessarily playing for the St. Louis Blues, of course, but you know, g- kids as we, as we'll call them that that wind up in other organizations that you've helped. Um, can you can you even remember the first time you saw some of these kids when they were just little ones on the ice? I mean, does that does that even ring a bell with you? I'm just curious if there's anybody right now that's making making their way that you remember the first time you saw them at a young age. Wow, yeah, I mean, most of them right now. It's it's funny. A lot of them that are they're almost the same age that are they're making waves through college and uh, some of them in pro and some of them in junior hockey. It all kind of came in together, and so it's um, you know it's pretty funny to, to think about uh, a young man like Brady Kachuk who's playing at Boston University right now. And the first time I got on the ice with him, and you know he just he was a great little player, but God, I think he was you know a peewee at the time, a peewee minor, and I mean that just seems like eons ago, and it's just that. His career has fast-forwarded so fast, and, and he's gotten to where he's at, and he'll be looking to be drafted in the first round coming in June with the NHL draft. So you know, that's one name that jumps off the page, but 
Scott Gromes, every time we touch the ice, we're with so many great young kids who, who do a lot of great stuff. And I saw some playing in the Mid-States Hockey Championships over this last week that, you know, maybe they're not going to play pro hockey, but they've gone on to do really great things as, as hockey players at the high school level uh, and the club level and certainly turning into great human beings at the same time. So it's fun. It's great because I walk around town, walk around into the arenas, and it's it's funny to see these kids that are full-grown now and, and we still talk and, and laugh and, and things like that. So uh, it, it's really a, quite a reward. Well, they grow them bigger these days because I'm sure most of these kids are bigger than you anymore. So, um, <laughs> they are. Well, uh, you do a tremendous job. I know you know. You know, we hear your name and 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 your synergy hockey skills from so many listeners and, and and people that are involved in the game, and they just want their kids to to enjoy the rewards of working hard and be the best player they can be. We say it all the time, guys. Don't don't just think this is just for the kachucks of the world. The, you know, if your son is a hockey player and he just wants to be the best player he can be. Synergy Hockey Skills has something for you. Thanks, Jamie. We appreciate you, and uh, I guess I'll see you in studio Monday, my friend. You got it, man. Thanks a lot. That is Jamie Rivers, the one, the only, of course, the man, the myth, the legend, Jamie Rivers. Really appreciate Jamie, of course, uh, taking time out of his schedule to come on and talk about, uh, like I said, this uh, this last uh, last hurrah for our Blues as they try to make that last play- playoff push spot. And Again, um, we'll see what happens, but uh, I'm willing to Willing to continue to support the heck out of them and hope that they can get this thing done. Uh, another guy that, uh, of course, is just a big fan of the Blues and loves everything they do, and he's kind of made himself, uh, in his opinion, felt a little bit more this year, as you can find him on KMOX and some of the other uh, talk shows. Our good friend and yours, Dennis Minner. Let's go now and see what he has for us in his live from Minner Arena segment, brought to you by Adam Smokehouse. Take it away, Dennis. Hey, thanks, guys. This is Dennis Minner coming at you live from Minner Arena. Make sure to check me out on Twitter. Follow me at Minner Arena, M-I-N-N-E-R, at Marina. And I am brought to you by the one, the only, the amazing Adam Smokehouse. Check them out also on Twitter at Adam Smokehouse at 2819 Watson Road. Man, I cannot say enough good things about their food. The other day I was there, had the best ribs in St. Louis. They're slow smoked. Then they torch the sauce right on with a torch, creating the most tender and crisp ribs you'll ever have. So go check them out. Let them know uh, at Adam Smokehouse that Minner Arena sent you. Hey, I, 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 I got to tell you, I'm actually not live in Minner Arena this weekend. I'm actually live from Queens uh, at my sister's house. Been a great trip. Got to actually go to the NHL. Uh, uh, can't even talk. The NHL flagship store uh, near Times Square and uh, saw a few cool things and actually grabbed a uh, really cool uh, St. Louis Blues banner. Uh, got to go to the Barclays Center. Didn't get to see the Islanders, but I did get to see uh, an NBA diva basketball game, uh, and uh, that was kind of sort of fun. Uh, but I can tell you this, um, I, I've been on vacation, so I have basically, I've missed, uh, pretty much the last three games. Uh, last week, um, I didn't have a whole lot of good things to say, uh, about the blues right now. Uh, I'm going to try to change my attitude a little bit this week. Uh, it seems like, uh, Pollyanna Dennis, uh, goes over a little bit better, but here we go. The blues, uh, are coming back from their California trip. 
they won two of the three games. Uh, you know, I, I, the last game I saw, they uh, they lost, and then I've missed 100% the last two games, and they won. So thanks to all of you on Twitter uh, that are blaming me as the jinx uh, that I shouldn't watch Thursday's game. Uh, and to let you jerks know, uh, I won't be able to watch Thursday's game. Uh, I'm still going to be on the road, uh, but I will be back Saturday, uh, and I'll be up in my seat uh, in three. 307. Uh, but let, let's start out on one positive note. Edmondson, he has been cleared. He may be in the lineup this Thursday. It's a very, very crucial game that we could really use him back going up against the Flames. Um, you know, we've got Hutton hurt, but you know, here's the thing. We all have wanted to gripe and talk about how Allen has has fallen apart at the same time the last two years. But let's talk about this, too. Let's talk about how hopefully he's on the trend to become this amazing uh, goalie that he has been the last three games, like he did going into the playoffs last year. Uh, so let's hope that Allen continues to step it up. But, man, as much as I want to be positive, I am still far from being sold uh, that this team's going to make the playoffs. We are still uh, in the running. We are still not even in a wild card spot. Um, but, you know, uh, here's the thing. We, we've got this insane roller coaster of a team. Uh, it messes, especially with us fans, it messes with our emotions. We come unglued on Twitter. Um, you know, we go from a, a season low the other night on, on only having 16 shots versus the Sharks, and then all of a sudden we blow away the Kings the very next night, uh, and then we win against the Ducks. Here's what I don't understand, Coach Yo. Why in the world did you break up the line of Tarasenko, Shin, and Schwartz? That, to me, you go back, that's about the time the team started kind of unraveling. That's about the time we saw Tarasenko really not playing up to par. Uh, and then all of a sudden we've put him uh, that line back together, and bam, all of a sudden everything's coming back together. And what we're seeing now is we see that line coming together, we see Allen playing together, and it's feeding off the rest of the team. Um, we had Yo the other night, I read in an, uh, in, in an interview, said the reason the Blues look better is it's getting back to our identity. You see a lot of those shifts that when you think of the St. Louis Blues hockey, that's what it looks like. It's hard hockey. It's intense. It's a puck control game, and we've been doing a better job of that. Guys, then keep doing it. Keep some of these lines together for the love of God. Seriously. But, hey, that's it. Again, I'm not going to be around for the big game Thursday. But, man, I really hope we pull out a win and maybe we can get back up in that. But just a reminder, we're running a contest right now at Minter Arena on Twitter. We are giving away Minter Arena signed pucks by Twist, River, and Kimball. Uh, all you've got to do is follow the, in uh, the information on our tagged post. But, again, thanks so much for our sponsor, Adam Smokehouse. Do not, do not go another day without going to see them for lunch. Uh, 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 2819 Watson Road. Let them know that Minter Arena sent you, and please, please try out their ribs. And, um, you know, and that's it. This is Dennis Minter live in Queens, Queens, New York, New York City. Let's go, Blues. Great stuff. And, of course, you can uh, always tell 
the passion that rides in his voice and of course you know just a fan like the rest of us with an opinion and you know we try to we try to welcome that here on the show and uh, are happy to get involved in the in the opinions of the fans and, and answer questions and things like that. And Dennis does a great job of it, and we want to thank him. His hospitality uh, a couple of weeks ago when we had the opportunity to have Tony Twist join us. Again, it's really cool. It is. It's a neat atmosphere, really cool to be in that, that atmosphere when you do a show like that. It's such a tremendous man cave. And if you haven't checked it out, I would highly encourage you to do so. It is awesome. Um, happy, to, happy to be a part of uh, Live with Minner Arena. And, of course, special thanks to our friends at Adam Smokehouse for all they do. Uh, in support of the Live from Inner Arena segment. Another gentleman who I really appreciate all the time he takes and the, the energy that he gives to all the Blues fans here in St. Louis, the stuff that he does behind the scenes that you'll probably never know, is my friend and yours, Brad Lee. Uh, he brings you his St. Louis Game Time Report each week here on the Blues NHL podcast. You can find his wonderful rag out in front of the Scott Trade Center at all the home games. Uh, they have vendors strategically placed throughout the, uh, the, the areas outside there. You can find them. Again, once you start reading the St. Louis Game Time report, uh, magazine, you will never, ever be able to go to a game again without it. I love the articles. I love the thought-provoking conversation. It's not the stuff you're going to get from STL today. It's not the typical stuff you're going to get from the beat writers here in St. Louis. It's going to be uh, honest, you know, heartfelt opinions, passionate opinions about your blues. You can agree with them. You cannot agree with them. That's what makes it fun. That's why I enjoy it so much, and I think you will as well. Let's hear now from my friend and yours, Bradley, with his St. Louis Game Time report. Hi, this is Brad with the St. Louis Game Time section of the podcast. Thanks for listening today. You can find us outside every Blues home game uh, with our fan-run paper, a 23-year Blues tradition that you can't find in any other NHL city. We have 24 pages of unique content you can't find anywhere else, not on our website, not in the Post-Dispatch. It's, uh, it's only in the paper, so find us outside the garage driveway, the 14th Street doors, and the northeast corner, 14th and Clark. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, online at stlouisgametime.com. So the Blues are at home tonight and Saturday. I'm recording this Thursday morning before they take on the Colorado Avalanche. Arguably, easily, the biggest game of the season so far for the St. Louis Blues. Then they play Saturday, St. Patrick's Day. That is going to be an interesting scene against the New York Rangers Saturday night. I think the BAC for Scott Trade is going to be a solid 1.0 as, as first puck drop, and uh, it, it could be an interesting scene by the end of the game for sure. Let's talk about Colorado and St. Louis <clears throat> tonight first. So the, the Avalanche are just a couple points ahead of the Blues. If the Blues can win in regulation, they'd be one point behind Colorado. They'd be nipping at the heels of Dallas. They'd be putting pressure on Minnesota. If they were to lose in regulation, they'd be five points behind Colorado. And that's going to be tough with 13 games left, 12 after tonight. So I, I don't know if you can call it a must-win, but I think it's probably a must-win. <laughs> so uh, it'll be interesting to see how the Blues come out. I do have a theory on what is different, why they were playing so much better in California. Uh, and it kind of goes back to an old episode of South Park. And if you read our game time paper tonight, uh, page two, the, the column by the editor, that's me, uh, kind of gets into this a little bit. So I kind of think, you know, Blues fans have said, oh, the start of the season, October, November, when they were beating every team and they were challenging for first, first overall for, for most points in the NHL, that that was just a mirage. But maybe that team was for real. And they kind of believed it maybe a little too much. 
So when they faced some adversity in December and January, when Jaden Schwartz was out, when Jay Bomeister was hurt, uh, later on when Edmondson was hurt, when Bortuzzo was hurt, when they, when they had some, some issues, when Jake Allen decided he didn't want to be a good goaltender for a while, when those things happened, they kept doing the same thing. They didn't make a lot of just adjustments. They didn't play a different style of game. They just kept doing the same thing because I think they believed everything that happened in October and November was for real. And, and when the Blues fans started booing a few weeks back and they gave some sarcastic cheers and Alex Petrangelo and Vladimir Tarasenko kind of chastised the fans for giving Jake Allen a hard time, I think it kind of showed that they were a little bit insular and that they, they were, were believing their, their own clips from October and, and November. And, and I think it kind of showed that, you know, they, they really weren't aware of the situation. And maybe, just maybe, that booing and that sarcastic cheering of Jake Allen started to wake this team up and realize that they weren't playing a team game and they really weren't playing for each other. And there were a lot of individual players on the ice, but not one cohesive team. Maybe that, st- that got some introspection. And the, the comparison I made was an, with an older South Park reference from a few years ago when Randy Marsh, one of the characters, one of the dads on South Park, got a Prius, you know, a hybrid car. And if you, if you saw that episode of South Park, you know that he hung out with a lot of other Prius owners and that they were uh, their, big, their own biggest fans. They, they really held themselves in high regard. And, and they had another hobby, and that was smelling their own farts. They loved, they loved to smell their own farts. And I kind of think the Blues were doing the same damn thing. Because they, they said, you know what, we're one of the best teams in the NHL. When we're healthy, when we're all together, we're on the same page. We can beat anybody in this league. And then when Jaden Schwartz came back, they still were kind of playing the same kind of game. And they, they hadn't really ad- adapted or adjusted anything. And, and I think they just had too much self-confidence and too much, too much uh, belief that they were a better team, an upper echelon team. And they weren't playing that way. It took them a while. It took them for fans to boo, for fans to give Bronx cheers to Allen, for some, some losing and falling in the standings, falling out of the playoffs, to really wake them up and say, hey, you know what, these farts really actually stink, and you guys need to pull your heads out of your butts and, and play like a team again. And, man, they got, they got secondary scoring on the West Coast. The defense started scoring again. They started pinching in more and being more active on the offense. They had goals from guys like Saboka and Berglund. I mean, Saboka finally, 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 he was stuck on nine goals, which is career high before now in the NHL. He'd never scored more than nine goals in a season. It took him 18 games to score number 10. Holy crap, that took forever. But you know what? He finally scored again. Maybe maybe he'll score again tonight against Colorado. Maybe he'll score over the weekend against the Rangers. Who knows? It it feels like it feels like something happened and they woke up and everything has turned a corner. At least in the last couple of games. They could come out laying egg against Colorado and be five points down in the standings after tonight. They could come out and look listless and bored in front of a rowdy, rowdy crowd on Saturday. I kind of doubt it, but it could happen. I could be recording a podcast a week from today uh, for you guys, and and I could be singing a different tune. Would you be surprised? No, because it's the St. Louis Blues. Could we talk about the Blues being solidly in a wild card spot between now and next week? Absolutely. You know why? Because it's the St. Louis Blues.
if there's any constant, if there's anything that we've learned over the last 50 years, don't the, the, whatever you expect, the blues will probably do the opposite. And, and just when you get comfortable, they shake things up. And just when you think all hope is lost, uh, maybe they'll make a playoffs for a seventh year in a row. Uh, or eighth year in a row, I think. So, uh, I mean, it's, it, it, it really is odd how this team kind of plays with our emotions as fans. And I don't begrudge anyone who throws up their hands at any point in the season and said, you know what, I'm done. I'm, I'm tired of being emotionally invested. I'm, tar- so I'm tired of paying good money to go to, to crappy home games. But if you're listening to this podcast, you're like me, and you always have that nagging voice in the back of your mind that says, you know what, I've known how this ends since 1967 every spring. And I still keep coming back because you never know. You just never know. And, uh, you know, we've seen eighth seeds make the Stanley Cup Finals like the Nashville Predators last year. We've seen an eighth seed in the Western Conference win the Stanley Cup, the LA Kings, twice. I'm not saying it's likely. I'm not saying it's probable, but it'd be a hell of a story. And uh, I think it's that kind of story that keeps a lot of Blues fans hanging around and probably keeps you coming back each week to listen to Jamie and Darren and Jim and the guys and, and their guests and, and me and Angela and Dennis and you just never know. So, hey, I, I've, I, I'm much more optimistic than I was a couple weeks ago. Two games in a row is a nice little winning streak. It'd be nice to talk about a longer winning streak next week. So thanks for listening. Uh, and uh, remember, you can find our fan paper game time outside every Blues home game. You can find us online, Twitter, Facebook, uh, the whole shooting match. I appreciate you listening, and thanks, thanks for having me on the podcast again. And I'll talk to you next week. Back to you guys. Great stuff as always, and again, I really appreciate Brad, and I hope you guys do too. Again, I, I can't tell you the amount of effort and energy it goes in that goes into to putting out such a wonderful. And I do, I call it a rag affectionately. Um, you know, please, please give it give, give it a chance. And and if you if if you have read it and you're hooked on it, like most people are, make sure you tell your friends about it. Make sure you tell people about it when you see the tweets and things like that. Let them know, as I'd love, love, love to help these guys continue to grow. Because again, I just think it's a fantastic. Part of the fabric of being a Blues fan is to have your St. Louis game time. Uh, again, I want to thank everybody for today's show. Uh, I'm really excited about tonight's game. I can't tell you uh, what a big game I feel like it is. Um, you know, I'd love, love, love to get the win tonight, uh, go into the Saturday night game against the Rangers on a, on a you know, really positive note, you know, start piling up some points here and just see what happens as we move forward. Uh, I want to thank all of our partners one last time. Of course, my good friends uh, over at the Innovated Companies, innovatedcompanies.com, Randy and Stephanie Green. You know, just a, a tremendous company with 35 years' experience. Randy's his second-generation craftsman. He's fully licensed, bonded, and insured. All three arms underneath that umbrella, they've never made it easier for you and everything you need. Innovated construction, innovated heating and cooling, and, of course, the Innovated Electric team. All underneath the innovatedcompanies.com umbrella. Get them involved in the process early, folks. They will save you time, energy, and money. If you want the job done and you want it done right, they're your, they're your people, I promise you. InnovativeCompanies.com. Of course, SynergyHockeySkills.com. Couldn't do it without, uh, without everything that uh, Jamie and the gang do over there. Of course, our good friends, the Nelson family, NelsonLandServices.com. Make sure you check them out for your landscaping needs. 
uh, on the bench with butter. We always love it when uh, when we can do that, of course, and we appreciate Jamie for for doing that today. You know, uh, you know, Tommy Brown is such a tremendous tax planner, and this time of season, you're definitely going to want to learn more about him. So make sure you check him out. Um, again, it, it's TommyBrownDashEA.com. He is in your corner, and I promise you, you'll be happy that you you got yourself associated with him. Um, I I, I want to say this as honestly as I can. This show could not have grown to where it is today without the help of the social media. I've told you guys once, told you a thousand times, our ask is always to follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter, at STL Blues Podcast, at NHL Show. The big request from us is Facebook. Find us by typing in Blues NHL Podcast. Once you've liked our page, click invite your friends and go through it, and any of your fa- friends that are Blues fans, if you would invite them to like our show, we'd greatly appreciate it. You know, Facebook is where we've really grown leaps and bounds as far as the, the downloads and listeners and things like that. It starts with our good friend Mick Light at Art City Sports. He's done so much for the show with his sharing through his wonderful Art City Sports Facebook page. It's massive, 150,000 people follow it. Uh, he covers every ounce of athletic sporting events in St. Louis. Make sure you check it out. And, again, we do appreciate everything he does for us. Uh, St. Louis Blues Hockey Memes does a great job. St. Louis Blues Fans Unite. Everything STL Sports. Thank you, guys. We really appreciate everything you do. All the wonderful Facebook groups that allow us to to share with them. There's great there's great discussion going on on Facebook, guys. Find the groups; they're very easy to find. Like them, get a be a part of it. You know, we all bleed blue. Um, every, every every blue I can get. Uh, St. Louis Blues Roundtable, St. Louis Blues Hardcore, the St. Louis Blues Lounge, of course, is is the big dog. Blues Den, Blues Crew, all great Facebook pages, and I would highly encourage everybody to join them. Uh, again, the conversations sometimes are sometimes are great. Sometimes they're rough. You know when things aren't going so well. But you know, just try to be cordial. Share your opinion. Everybody has one. Everybody's entitled to one. Fan how you fan. I always say that too. So uh, and just enjoy it. But again, social media is such a big thing for us. Find us on Instagram as well, um, STL Blues Podcast. And of course, uh, we for- cannot cannot get out of here without thanking our friends at LineUpMedia.fm. Fastest growing podcast company on the planet, and of course, home to the newest sensation, Yo Radio. My producers, Brian Crock and Andrew Allen, everything they do behind the scenes, I want to thank them one last time. For everybody here at Blues NHL Podcast, I'm your office official, Jim Cromer. I leave you with a Let's Go Blues. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.